0: If you're a first-time guest, please stop by our welcome center. We have a gift for you. and want to welcome you officially. And if you're joining online for the first time, welcome to you. If you go to sptindy.org contact, let us know you're out there. It's an encouragement for us uh, to hear from you and know that uh, somebody out there is listening, right? That's what they've been telling us for years. Somebody's watching. So anyway, uh, now we can know. Uh, so thank you to the VBS workers. What a joy that was. Give them a hand, to VBS workers. There you go. Thank you, BBS workers. We had a great crowd. Friday night went off wonderfully. It was just great. So just continue to, uh, to pray for them that everybody gets rested now because it was a long week, but we're excited about it. What's the next one? We have a wedding shower this afternoon uh, right after this uh, service uh, over in the Fellowship Hall. That's why you're smelling that food. There's a taco bar being provided. And uh, so uh, stick around, ladies, for that shower. And uh, guys, you know what to do. Uh, Summer Teen Camp is coming up, so uh, there is a meeting following this service. Pastor Andrew will keep it short so that you can can get to your other wedding shower things. Uh, Or you could send Dad over to this meeting, and Mom can go to that, whichever one you want to do, however it is. But he would like to meet with at least one parent or guardian from each teenager and meet with the teenagers right over here. Pastor Andrew, is that right? Wherever he went? Yep, I'm going to say right over there. Right over there, Pastor Andrew. Is that where your meeting's going to be? So uh, be ready for that. Uh, camp meeting is coming up quickly. Rent-a-teen. That's the rat patrol. Uh, for those of you who actually can remember the show, Rat Patrol, most of the teenagers, like, whatever, they think we're, they think we're just calling them a rat. But uh, that's not it. But anyway, uh, if you have odd jobs around the house, you can hire a teenager. We've, you know, so they earn money to get to go toward Camp See Pastor Andrew if you're interested in renting a teenager. Uh, tubers versus grammars if you don't understand that one it's because you're never mind um, <laughs> you're either technically challenged or age challenged I'll leave at that all right uh, but anyway that's our TNT Tuesday nights for teens that's uh, happening every night every Tuesday this uh, summer so uh, teenagers invite some people out for that we had a great crowd last week looking forward to that our missionaries of the week are the Dion's in Papua New Guinea I got to share this week that this was a, a great thing Silas and Jeremy were working Through a class for a group of folks who wanted to be baptized, several weeks ago on Mother's Day, our church hiked down to the river and had the joy and blessing of hearing 18 people bear testimony of their faith and then witness their baptisms. Wow, that's exciting. That's why we send missionaries out, right? And so I thought I would share that with you. That's an exciting time. All right, let's have the men come. We'll take up the morning offering. So Chuck, will ask you to uh, ask God's blessing on the offering and God's blessing on the service as well. And You might remember to thank him for the blessings of last week.
1: Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. Thank you for your goodness, for allowing us to be used of you. Thank you for our church and for the ministries of the church and the results we see of souls being saved. And so I just pray that you'll continue to change lives through our ministry. Thank you for the opportunity we have to worship together this morning. Pray for the Dion's. Thank you for all of our missionaries and pray specifically for them today that you continue to bless them. Thank you for the results they're seeing of their ministry and continue to bless. Thank you for the opportunity we have to give. Pray to bless this offering to further your ministry. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: of our interns, Caleb Allen, playing the piano for us. Uh, The overflow now is, there is sound going there, so if you have a hard time finding a seat or you just want some elbow room, that is working over there now. We're not kicking you out over there if you don't want to, but it is working uh, over there. We're so glad you're here this morning. We're going to sing about that love that you just heard uh, playing the piano with all the words on the screen. So if you're able, let's stand and let's sing together. It's just like his great love.
3: Oh, friend, I have Jesus. God to fly come up as we sing the last.
0: Oh, I
3: could be forever.
2: We uh, had a few requests to sing our uh, VBS theme song, so any fifth and sixth graders or anyone that was in VBS, come on up and join us. And any of the teachers and teens that were helping, I was asked to request you to come join us. So I could have you all stand and then make you connection. All right. So coming up, just stand behind. You can stand behind, teachers, and uh, fifth and sixth graders just joined. It was Keepers of the Kingdom was our theme, and so uh, we had some requests if you weren't here Friday night to see it. Uh, for them to to sing it. So once we get everybody in place here, um, yep, yep, you're good there. And that'll be good. All right, so red team will still go first, right? Blue team will go second, all right, and just kind of watch Pastor Brett. Um, Should we sit? Yeah. Yeah, him right here, yeah. All right. (laughs)
1: That was good. Please stand with me if you're able for, for a scripture reading this morning, James chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin, and are convinced of the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy, that hath showed no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth rejoiceth against judgment. May your hearts be sanctified by God's word this morning. You may be seated.
2: Thank you, John. We'll keep singing about uh, the love that God has for us. Next song we'll sing is My Savior's Love. I stand amazed in the presence of
3: Jesus the Nazarene And wonder how he could love me A sinner condemned unclean How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful, is my Savior's all for me. He took my sins and my sorrows, He made them His very
2: of the month, we'll sing three verses of Magnificent, Marvelous, Matchless Love. Magnificent,
3: Marvelous, Matchless Love, who has and outstanding to tell, forever existing in worlds above, now offered and given to God, a fountain of Amen.
2: Learning the song all month. Only Jesus can satisfy. We've been adding a verse each week, and so we'll add the fourth verse. But we'll sing the first, and then the second, and then we'll add the choruses together. Here we go. Anxious thoughts
3: and deep
0: Take your Bible. Turn to Psalm 32, the 32nd Psalm. Man, it's been a great week. Uh, just so all of you know, I uh, many of you have been asking. But last night we put Mel's dad into hospice care officially. So um, you know he knows the Lord, and we rejoice uh, with that. And so if you just continue to pray for the family, but we'd appreciate it. But what a great week we've had. Uh, had souls saved, and just a great opportunity of people serving the Lord. God gave us perfect weather all week long. We were supposed to get rain two times this week, Tuesday night and Friday night. That was at the beginning of the week. That's what the weatherman said. Tuesday night, we have TNT. We need to be outside, right? And Friday night, we had the carnival night for the VBS. We need to be out. We don't have a gym, so it's either outside or we don't have it. And uh, so the Lord was gracious on both of those times. And uh, I'm glad for the rain now, but anyway. So we're in the 32nd Psalm. And we're going to look at the whole psalm, but this, this psalm is wonderful. It's got two, two statements at the beginning and the end, and, and sandwiched in between are uh, a lot of truths that we're going to look at together as we look at the 30-second psalm. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to bless our time. Father, it is a joy to be able to come to your word and to find your truth, be able to apply it to our lives and our hearts, and pray that you would just bless it as it goes forward today, and we'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name we pray, amen. But I tell you, wasn't, that, wasn't the music great today? The kids did a great job on both songs, got to hear them, and sometimes, you know, the kids get up there to sing and you always, can't always hear them, uh, and this time we got to hear them, that was exciting, they did a great job on that, great, great number here, Caleb did a good job on the piano, and uh, so just a lot of good things. Let's take a look at verse 1. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. Would you say Amen. amen. Would you say that's a blessed place to be? When your sin is covered, when your transgressions are forgiven. You see, here's the idea. Uh, when, when we are sinners, because we are sinners, there is a great gulf fixed between us and God. God is holy. He is completely and entirely without sin. And the moment we sin, it doesn't matter if it's a great sin in our, in our minds or if it's a small sin, that sin creates a great gulf. A holy God has zero sin. And in order for us to be able to go into the presence of a holy God, our sin must be dealt with. One of two things will happen. Either our sin would taint God's holiness and he would cease to be God. And if that happened, everything ceases because he holds everything together, the Bible says. Or we would be utterly destroyed because His holiness would destroy our sin. So there's this great problem, right, uh, uh, in, the, in the Scripture. There's this great problem. What do we do? Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we can't, you know, what are we supposed to do? If, if I sinned and then quit sinning for the rest of my life, it doesn't erase my sin problem. Do you understand? There's still a sin problem. There's still a great gulf fixed between God and I. And so we've got to figure out some way to deal with this sin. Now, that's, of course, the gospel, and we'll talk about that real quickly right now because uh, that's that's what the rest of this hinges upon, right? Uh, So the Bible says, literally, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase a lot of things. Here's not The Bible doesn't say it this way, but God wanted. I don't understand that. David put it this way, What is man that thou art mindful of him? God wanted to have fellowship with John Ray. I've never understood that. Why would God care about me? And yet he did. And so much so, the Bible says, that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who came to this world and as fully man, yet fully God, as the Son of God, lived a perfect, sinless life, And then, because he was perfect and sinless, he was able then to offer up himself as the sacrifice to pay for my sin debt, not for mine only, but the sins also of the whole world, the Bible says. And his death then made a way for mankind to have their sin covered, to have their transgression forgiven. The Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Whoever is called the name of the Lord shall be saved. We, we take a step of faith and we trust God's promise. The promise is this if I believe, He will save me. If I trust that Jesus Christ's death on the cross is enough to pay my sin debt, I step out in faith on that truth, and the Bible then declares my transgression is forgiven, my sin is covered. There's an old um, country gospel song you may know know this song uh it's called he came to me you guys know that song he came to me it it, it talks about the great gulf that's fixed between us and god uh in luke chapter 16 when when the rich man and lazarus die right lazarus is in abraham's bosom and the rich man lifts up his eyes being in hell and he says lazarus or he says father abraham send lazarus over that he can dip his finger in the water and touch my tongue that i'm because i'm tormented in flames. And Father Abraham says, there's a great gulf fixed between us so that he can't do this. We're separated from God. And when we could not go to God, God came to us. Wow. That's the glorious truth of the scripture. That's what it's all about. That God came to us. And through Jesus Christ now offers to the world this wonderful gift of salvation. If you've never trusted Christ your Savior, this is where it starts. Blessed is that man whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. Now we go taking that man into the rest of this passage. This is the man, the man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered, but he's still living in this world, dragging around his habits of the flesh, because until this mortal puts on immortality, and my father-in-law is on the verge of that, right? This is not, this is not a sad day, it's not. Uh, this is the glory. This is what we all wait for. Right? This is what we long for. My father-in-law is on the edge of eternity and about to step from this dark world into the glorious light. And uh, what a joy that's going to be for him. It really is. He knows Christ and we know where he's going to be. This man now is coming into verse 2. And let's take a look at it as we, as we come into verse 2. Because we still have to deal with our, uh, with our flesh. It says, When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. Salah. Stop and think about this. Christian, Christian, why are we carrying about our flesh when we can find victory over it? Now, I know it's not the idea that I can, I can get rid of the flesh completely. I can't. Until this mortal puts on immortality, I must drag that flesh around. I know that. But as God reveals to me the failures of my flesh, he also empowers me with the Holy Spirit of God to have victory in that area. And yet Christians choose. Choose. Verse 2. Look what it says. When I kept silence. My bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. We we choose to to instead of bringing this sin issue that we have to our Savior, claiming First John one nine. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to do what? To forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And for whatever reason, we choose instead. To stay under the bondage of this. You know, the Bible says that we ought to stand fast in liberty wherewith Christ has set us free and not and be not entangled again with that yoke of bondage. And yet, as Christians, we 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 just want to stay there for some reason. It doesn't make sense. And it's a burden on us. Our bones wax heavy under the burden. Look at verse three, it says, um verse four it says for day by... I'm sorry, I skipped verse 2. Let's, not, let's go back to verse 2. It's an important one. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity and in whose spirit there is no guile. Right? I mean, this is what it means to walk in the spirit. Blessed is that man whose sins are forgiven or whose sins are covered. Blessed is that man whose transgressions are forgiven. Blessed is that man to whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. The Lord doesn't have to just keep pointing out our sin. But if we choose to walk in that flesh, as Christians, we're burdening ourselves. And so it goes on to verse four, it says, for day by day, day and night, thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. It's like, God, God has given me living water to drink, right? That's what the Bible's all about. He leads us to the, to green pastures. He leads us beside the still waters. This is walking in the spirit. That's what God has in store for us. But when we choose to drag around our sin rather than deal with it, we are choosing drought over rain. We are choosing hot and dry over fresh and cool and clear. And God wants to, wants us to know the fresh and cool and clear. He wants us to be that blessed man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Going down to verse five, so then so that's not dealing with sin. So dealing with sin is in verse five. I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and in mine, in mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sins, Salah. Stop and think. Salah means stop and think about this truth. It's such a powerful truth. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. This is what God wants to do. God's desire, Christian, is that we know the peace that passes understanding. God's desire is that we walk through this life with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. That's God's desire. But when we choose to drag around our sinful habits rather than dealing with them in a godly fashion, we choose to wax old our bones, to be a burden on our spiritual walk. We choose the dry and tasteless and difficult over the, the sweet and the, the cool and refreshing that God offers. We're choosing the wrong thing. And what we need to do is come back to our Savior again and again. The Bible says this in Jeremiah, no, Lamentations. He says, Jeremiah is the author, Lamentations. He says, thy, ner- my, thy mercies are what? New every morning. You see, this is a daily walk. The Christian life isn't a one-time event. Okay, I got saved and now I can just, live live however you want, and you can. But you know what you're missing? You're missing the blessed are the man whose transgressions are forgiven and whose sins are covered. We're missing the blessings that God has in store for us. God's desire for us is that we know what it is to have the fruits of the Spirit alive and well in our lives. And so his desire is for us to follow him to the green pasture, to follow him to the still water. And we can't do that, Christian, when we are going to hold on to our old habits. My concern as I watch myself, all right? you, know, you know how this works. I preach to me first and you just happen to get in the way. But I, I, I'm, and my concern as I watch myself, I'm content too often to drag my flesh with me every day, everywhere that I go, and miss out on so much that God has to offer. When I could be enjoying you know, I, the idea that it's, it's not just any water. Jesus said, if you drink of the water that I offer you, right, it's eternal life. It, it's that refreshing. It's, it's a constant, wow, this is a refreshment to my soul. That's the way the spiritual walk is supposed to look. And yet, we become content as Christians with powdered water right it's like the difference between milk and powdered milk i love milk oh man do i love milk and i love real milk like i want the whole milk that thick stuff that you have to gulp down and you know and i like it so cold that it like hurts your teeth as it's going over your lips you know that that's oh, that's good milk powdered milk you ever had powdered milk and I'm afraid sometimes that's what we're doing as Christians. Like God's offering this and we're content with this because we don't want to deal with the sin that God's pointed out in our lives. Do we believe that God loves us? Do we believe that God wants what is best for us? Amen. So why is it when God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son that when God says, son, you'd be happier if you quit doing this and started doing this, we resist? Like, all of a sudden, God wants to take my happiness away. Like, if God really loved me, he'd let me have my own way. Right? That doesn't make any... Oh, we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Our way is always a problem. There is a way which seems right into a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Our way is always a problem. God wants to lead us to this wonderful walk with him. But we just get a grip on our old flesh, and we don't want to let go. So finally, here he is in verse 5. He says, I I'm going to deal with my sin. I acknowledge. I acknowledge. Take a look at the results of dealing with sin. For everyone, for this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. There's not, there's not going to be a problem that's going to, that's going to overcome us if we will simply do this God's way, even the great waters, the difficulties, the hard battles, the hard-fought battles are not going to overcome us. Verse 7, thou art my hiding place. This This is what happens when God's people start walking in the Spirit. God becomes our hiding place. God becomes that place where when life becomes too difficult, we can run. And look what it says, and he will preserve us, from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Have you ever need a song of deliverance? Have you ever had a sin that you're like, you know, Pastor, I hear what you're saying, but you don't know the sin I'm dealing with. I just can't seem to lick it. I've tried. I've tried. And I keep failing. Well, you know what we need to do? Is quit looking to ourselves for the strength to pull ourselves out of the mess we've gotten ourselves into. Let's look to the same God who saved us and let Him do the work for us. When we begin to run to Him as the hiding place, then He gives us songs of deliverance, and He pulls us out from this mess. There's another, uh, another uh, psalm that says, uh, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and what do the righteous do? Run into it and are safe. The righteous run into it and are safe. Christian, that's what we've got to do. We've got to run To the hiding place. We can't do this on our own. We've tried. The Apostle Paul tried. He failed. Remember what Paul said? The things I know I should do, I don't do. The things I know I shouldn't do, I do. And it's a battle every day. Do you feel like that? It's a battle every day. But God wants to give us victory. We run to the name of the Lord, which is a strong tower. We run to the hiding place. And there we find songs of deliverance from the same God who freed us from the penalty of sin, he now wants to free us from the bondage of sin, one step at a time as we walk in this spiritual life, in this life that he's called us to do. Blessed is that man if we'll learn how to deal with our sin properly. Go on, verse uh, verse 8 says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. This is God God talking. He says, listen, Christian, I understand. He literally saying, I understand. You know why? Because we have a priest who is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He knows what it is to be human. Has it ever dawned on you, teenager, that Jesus Christ at one point, this amazes me, at one point Jesus Christ was a hormonal teenager. And he did it without sin. And why did he do that? Why did he do that? The Bible says he did this, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. We should walk in his steps. He is proving to us, is showing to us what we can do when we surrender ourselves to the Lord and work in the power of his Spirit. He's showing us that we can actually have victory over sin. So yes, even through puberty, you can have victory over sin. And yes, even in your old age when everything starts falling apart and it hurts you just to get out of bed and you have a tendency to complain and whine and gripe. And you know what? You can still have victory over that Amen. through Jesus Christ. That's what God promises. He wants and he says, all you have to do is look to me, run to me, and I will instruct you in the way. I will show you the way that you should go. Psalm 34 says it this way. I think it's Psalm 34. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And I love that verse because it doesn't say leaps and bounds, days and years. It says the steps, one step at a time. Lord, I'm here right now. How do I get out of this mess? The steps of a good man. Let me instruct you. Come to me. Run to the righteous name of Jesus, name of the Lord, and it's safe. Run there and find your hiding place in me. We need to learn how to deal with our sins so that we can know and and enjoy all the things that God has for us. Take a look at verse 9. This is the problem. Verse 9 is my problem. I don't know if it's your problem, it's my problem. Look at what verse 9 says Be not as the horse or as the mule. Can't you hear? Here's God talking to us. Quit being so stubborn, John. Can't you hear it? Be not as the horse or the mule. I mean, that's what he's saying. Which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with a bit and bridle, lest they come near into God's like, I've been trying to help you, John. I've been trying to show you. But you keep digging your heels in, and you're being that stubborn mule, and it's time to stop. Amen. Quit being so stubborn. Be not as the horse or the mule. I find myself right there in verse 9. I'm ashamed of it, but it's true. That's where I find myself all too often. I know, I know I'm fine in Christ. I know that in Christ, I stand redeemed. When I die, I'm going to enter into glory, not because of who I am, but because of who He is. And His blood has taken away my sin problem, and I stand before God just as if I'd never sinned. That's victory over the penalty of sin. But... This victory over the process of sin is where I get stuck. And its I'm not stuck because God's weak. I'm not stuck because the blood of Jesus Christ isn't enough. I'm stuck because I'm stubborn. Because for whatever stupid reason, I want to hang on and drink the dry and endure the heat instead of enjoying what God has. And that's my problem. Don't be like the horse the mule. Look at verse 10. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked. (laughs) This is our problem, right? Many sorrows shall be to the wicked. But he that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. So now we've gone full circle. We start out with this guy whose sins are forgiven, whose sins are covered, whose transgressions are forgiven, Right? We go from that guy, and now, trying to deal with the individual sins, he's having some struggles. And we have some choices. I can acknowledge my sin, I can confess my sin, and I can continue on. Or, I can dig in my heels and dare God to drag me, kicking and screaming, to the, to the fresh water. Right? I mean, this is, this is the choice that we have. But if we could, we're going we're gonna to have many sorrows if we choose that route, but he that trusts in the Lord... Mercy shall come with them about. Now look, I want to show you the sandwich, right? The two sides of the sandwich. Take a look at the, the last piece of bread. Look at verse 11. Be glad. Rejoice. Shout for joy. Wow. Hey, Christian, do you know why we're struggling to find joy and contentment and happiness in this Christian life of ours? Because we're stuck in verse 9. Stubborn. Digging in our heels. That is not God's plan. God's plan is not for His people to to drink the dry. God's plan is not for His people to endure the heat. God's plan is green pastures and still waters. That's God's plan. He wants us to enjoy it. You see, I can enjoy the spiritual food that God gives me, regardless of what's going on around me. I'm not saying that God's plan is that we don't have any trouble. That's not the point at all. God's plan is that our soul is being fed through whatever else life gives us. We know that life's hard. Man is born in trouble as far as The sparks fly upward. We live in a sin-cursed world. We're going to have to deal with that sin curse all around us. But he has dealt with the sin curse in us if we will let him. His desire is... Be glad, rejoice, shout for joy. Christian, is that our life? Or did you have to drag yourself to church today, kicking and screaming because you wanted to stay home, but your parents wouldn't let you, or your wife was making you feel guilty about it, or you signed up for some silly thing like ushering, I guess I have
3: to.
0: (laughs) You get the point? I mean, are we living out the Christian life with joy and gladness and rejoicing? Or are we dragging the flesh around every day and it's wearisome? It's, our bones are waxing old with it. It gets tiring. Can I tell you something else, too? We, this came up in our Sunday school class this morning. Do you know what the world is looking for? They're looking for a Christian who finds joy and rejoicing and gladness in Christ. Because you know what? They can find the opposite of that without Jesus. Uh, You don't have have to have Jesus to be down in the mouth. You don't have to have Jesus to be be miserable. It doesn't take Jesus to do that. When they meet a Christian who's missing this, they look at our Jesus and think, he doesn't work. Let's try something else. They have to try something else. The world is craving a Christian who will deal properly through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the blood of Jesus Christ, with the sin that is in our lives still. Victory over the penalty, that's great. Now we need victory over the power, and we find it the same way through the blood of Jesus Christ. But it's daily, not a one-moment thing. Victory over the penalty, that happened for me when I was 16 years of age. I asked Christ to forgive my sins. He did. I stand redeemed. I'm going to heaven because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Victory over the power is daily. Some days, I don't do too badly. Other days, I dig my heels in and I carry it around like a burden. And it makes no sense whatsoever. It'd be like somebody saying, Hey, I know you don't have to do this, but here's 100 pounds. Would you carry this around today? I don't know you'd have too many volunteers. And you might have a teenager who says, I'm going to do it just so I can prove I can do it. But yeah, I'm going to tell you, you know what's going to happen about, well, right after lunch? <laughs> 100 pounds is not easy to carry. It's a burden. It becomes it, waxing to our, to our bones. It makes us hurt. Why are we doing this stuff? Head bowed, eyes closed, please. Two main things. One is, do you know Jesus Christ, your Savior? Right. It starts there. If you were to die right now, would you go to heaven? Not because you're a good person, but because you go to church or because you've been baptized someplace. The question is, have you put your faith, your confidence, your trust in what Jesus did on the cross as the payment for your sins? Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's it. Only through Jesus Christ. Pastor John, I know I'm on my way to heaven. I know if I died right now, I stand redeemed before God because I've trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. As testimony to that, would you slip your hand up and let me see that so I can rejoice with you? Amen. Amen. You put your hands down. Almost everybody. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor John, I'm not really sure. The truth is, Pastor, if I died today, I'm not certain I would go to heaven. I can't remember a time I ever put my faith, my confidence, my trust, in what Jesus Christ did on the cross as the payment for my sins. And Pastor, I'm just concerned about my soul, about where I would spend eternity. Pastor, I'm concerned about that. Can I give you some wonderful news? The Bible says, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Believe. Put your confidence, your trust, in the promise that God gives. I'm going to trust God to keep his promise. That if I will trust him, he will save me. And give me eternal life. And right now, right where you're sitting, you can do that. Lord, please forgive me my sins and save me. And a God who cannot lie will keep his promise. And right now, right where you're sitting, would you, would you deal with God? If, not, if you're not certain about this, would you deal with God? Just get it taken care of. Put your faith, your confidence in Jesus Christ. His death on the cross as the payment for your sins. No one else looking around, you mean the Lord, you say, Pastor, as best I know how, sitting right here this morning, I did just that. I put my confidence in Jesus Christ as my Savior. Would you just look up at me for a moment make eye contact with me so I can see that? Anyone like that here today? Make sure I see you. Then to a room full of Christians, let me ask you this. I don't know if you're Christians or not, but, you know, people who are saying you're Christians anyway, right? You didn't look up at me? So let me ask you this. How's your walk? Are your bones growing weary, carrying a burden that you need not carry? Are we digging in our heels, resisting God as he's trying to lead us to green pastures and still waters? Are we content with powdered milk? What's our Christian walk like? Say, Pastor John... God has brought to my mind, sitting here this morning, at least one area that I know I've been just digging my heels in. I've, I'm holding on tight, not letting him have. And Pastor, I'm tired of the fight. I'm tired of the dry. I'm tired of the heat. Pastor, I want, to, I want to let God take this burden off of me. I need to come to God afresh and anew, not to get saved, but as a Christian to confess my sin and get things taken care of. Pastor... Would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up and let me see that so I can pray for you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Twenty or so hands. Twenty-five. Thirty. Thank you. Father, God, keep us from becoming those stubborn, mule-headed Christians who just keep you from bringing us to the best, to the joy and rejoicing, to the blessing. God, I thank you for tender hearts that are here this morning. God, I pray that you would show them victory afresh and anew. May they run to the name of you and find safety. God, I ask that you would forgive me when I just dig my heels in and stubbornly resist you. Help me, God, to live for you and to live in your joy, in your peace. And Father, we'll thank and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. We're going to sing more love to Thee, O Christ. More love to Thee. The altar's open to you, Christian. If you need to step out and do business with the Lord, the altar's open. If you want to talk to someone, we'll meet you down front. Be glad to talk to you about the things of the Lord as we sing together. You step out, let the Lord have a More love
3: to Thee,
0: O Christ. to remind you of as uh, we get ready to depart. One is don't forget to take a look at Miss Judy's band out there. We're excited about what the Lord's done and we want to share that blessing on the front of the, of the license plate she designed. I think it says Judy's Miracle, right? Judy's Miracle. And uh, it, it truly is. Uh, the final, the final, um, the final uh, fee was like 92000 some odd dollars, all paid. Let me tell you another way it was a real blessing. This, this is just what, not what you'd think. Her other van was years old and in bad shape, and it was $111 a month to insure it. So the concern was, thanks for the gift, how do I pay for the insurance, right? So they went and got the insurance estimate, $110 a month. In God good? <laughs> so just another little uh, little blessing that the Lord's in it. Then there's a meeting up here with, the, uh, with parents and teens for camps. don't forget that, and then the ladies are going to be over there for a shower uh, for John, well actually just for charity, John, you. not for you, just for charity. Anything else I'm supposed to be announcing? Be back tonight, 6 o'clock, service, the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, give you peace, love you all, God bless you, you are dismissed.